The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this episode, host George Templeton deals with the devastating news that VCU's postseason run is now over due to COVID-19. And now, here's George. Well, anybody that's seeing this video or listening to this pod knows what's happened by now. VCU is out of the NCAA tournament, not because they were defeated by Oregon, but because of COVID issues. And I will admit, I I know I'm probably wasting time reading these quotes, but I'm going to read them anyway, even though you've probably all seen them by now, or listened to them by now, or heard them, or whatever. Mike Rhodes, we've been tested every day for the past three weeks, but within the past 48 hours, we've received multiple tests. That's interesting. So this, you know, this, this, this information came up on Tuesday. On uh, you know Wednesday, on Thursday or Friday, I guess, or Wednesday, who the heck knows? We are devastated for our players and coaches. It's been a dream for all of us to play in the NCAA tournament. We appreciate the care of our doctors and administration this year, and all our efforts and attention will be put into the player into our players at this time. Ed McLaughlin, VCU athletic director, uh, the members of our program did an excellent job following the COVID nineteen protocols all year, including since we arrived in Indianapolis. So ending our season in this manner hurts us even more. Uh, yes, it does. And and I will say, for those of you who might be listening for the first time or the second time, VCU uh, had one COVID pause this year. The, the people who are watching this video will know this already. And only had uh, and only stopped their season for a week. They did have a game get moved that ended up getting moved again and then ended up, unfortunately, not getting played, at least not in the regular season. Uh, it ended up getting played in the postseason, bizarrely. Um. And Dan Gaytanis, uh, there's something to that. Uh, Dan Gaytanis wants VCU players to march down to the Coliseum and, and suit up and play anyway, which would be, you know, that's that's kind of out of the old Bad News, News Bears movie, you know, where the kids basically said we're playing and that should be, fans were chanting let them play and all that other stuff. He says that they should be he should be fighting mad. Um, I, I think there's something to that. But I think it's also incredibly difficult to uh, – to to uh, to to engage in that course of action. Now let's deal with the timeline here. Let's deal with all this because uh, my initial anger was one way. It's now it was the other way for a while. Now it's gone back to the, the way it began. The interesting thing about the particular thing was that this was done in consultation with the Marion County Health Department. So the NCAA, there the chairman of the committee came on the radio. When I was listening to uh, one of Westwood One's uh, many broadcasts of conference championship games, had the guy on at halftime, and he said, this is the key thing, he said, I don't care if it's the water boy and the manager, if you have five players that are testing negative and, and can pass, you know, can pass the protocols, then you get to play. That's what he said. 
But here we have this decision was made in consultation with the Marion County Public Health Department. And then they says because of pri- and then of course later in the statement says because of privacy issues we cannot provide further details. That right there, that last statement, because of privacy issues, we cannot provide further details. That is not good enough because you can provide and Dan Gaitanis again, I'm gonna quote him again, that you can provide as much transparency as possible and you cannot violate the letter of the HIPAA law. We don't want to know who. What we want to know is were it was it players, was it the traveling party? Uh you know, what was it? How many people? Mike Rhodes said it was multiple people. Well, how many is multiple? Two, three, seven, eight. Was it players? Was it staff? Was it the traveling party? And then I and 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 again, did Mary and, and the NCAA's gotta answer this question. Did Marion County Public Health Department overrule what they themselves said? If you have five players, you can play. Because, and I will point out, uh, what one of my friends, who will hopefully hear this later, uh, who I went to school with when I was at VCU, is one of my dear friends, said, St. Bonaventure got to play. St. Bonaventure got to play. Allegedly, and we're going to get to this in a minute, they were in the same game where possibly VCU got into this contract tracing trouble. Did they pass their contract tracing? I would presume that it is. It is because as far as I know, having watched some of that game today, there was nobody of real significance missing in the in the game, as far as we know. Georgia Tech, they had positives. Moses Wright, who we didn't find out till later, had a positive test. Tra- didn't travel with the team, traveled separately. So they had time to get through it and they got and they got to play. And, and, Dan, maybe you're right. The NCAA might have broke its own rules. If the, if the NCAA overruled its own protocols to boot VCU out, then we got a real problem here. Here's the other question. That's St. Bonaventure contract tracing. LSU played them. Their contract tracing. Well, Isaac, and I'm going to get to that, Isaac. I'm going to get to that in a moment because I, I remember seeing that in our group that somebody said that the referee – that that caused all the other referees to get sent home. Uh, uh, worked our game, so we're going to deal with that. Uh, but you know what? That reminds me. There's one other thing I forgot to look up, and I'm going to look it up now while I'm talking. So let's deal with that, Isaac. Since you missed it, since you mentioned it, let's let's deal with that uh, right now. And this this was from and this was something else, my friend, because I was going to search for this, and he found it for me and told me, and he found it for me, and I really appreciate it. This was a tweet from Jeff Goodman, Goodman Hoops, and somebody, and again, I don't remember who said it in the group originally two or three uh, days ago, but whoever did, I'm giving you credit because you said it two or three days ago. Roger Ayers, who confirmed it at Stadium that he was the official who tested positive and had the rest of them, and, uh, and the rest of them uh, got sent home. He was the one that worked the Atlantic 10 title game that VCU was in. So. Is it possible that, that, that that's when somebody in the traveling party, coaches, players, whatever, got this thing? And, of course, as somebody else in the group said in one of the many threads that is going on about this, um, sometimes the, 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 uh, somebody gets COVID and it doesn't show up as a positive test for four or five days. So, I mean, it's, I mean that certainly is possible. But the better question is this. 
Bernadette McGlade. I think that is, let me make sure, because I, I, I do actually have her name up. Bernadette McGlade is the A-10 commissioner. Now, she decided, I presume, I would hope that it was in consultation with some people, but I'll be honest, I have no idea if it was in consultation with anybody. Every, anybody. She decided to shorten the season, play the tournament one weekend, except for the final, then play the final the next weekend. Now, I'm going to look. I'm looking right now to see if if Roger Ayers worked either of the games uh, in Richmond, uh, if he worked the tournament at all, because usually they list the referees. They don't always, but usually they do. Let's see here. Okay, Davidson VCU. We didn't have Roger Ayers for either one of those. Uh, Davidson VCU. We didn't have Roger Ayers for either one of those. Okay, and I'm pretty sure. If he didn't work those games, he probably didn't work the rest of them. But you know what? We can probably look that up too, couldn't we? Yes, we could. So we're going to do that while we're getting, while we're doing this. Sorry that I'm doing this on the fly, but I, I didn't want to wait anymore. I had to get this. I had to. I had to do this. I. Did, I was. I've just been really taking it hard since, and I, I wanted to talk about this. So we're going to look. We're going to look out there. That person needs to quit that. And oh gosh, somebody's bloody freaking messaging me with nonsense and they need to quit. Hopefully you can still hear me even though I just uh, muted my uh, thing so I didn't get that that background anymore. So we're going to look this up. We're going to look the rest of this up while we can while I'm talking here but it, but it did it did it didn't make it, it didn't make a lot of sense to any of us at the time that uh, th- that you you'd play part of the tournament the previous weekend, then play the final the next weekend. America East does that, but that's what they always do for whatever reason. They do that for television. But my issue is, why do that here? Because you're already having the tournament in Richmond, and yes, I understand you didn't want, uh, you, uh, you were worried about the advantage of a title game on VCU's floor if VCU made it. Sure, I understand that. But the fact is, you had everybody in Richmond. You had everybody, I presume, tested and tested and tested. So that's not a problem, and we can't really tell who's refereeing. Okay, here we go. So not that game. By the way, what I'm doing as I'm talking here is I'm going through every box score in the A-10 to see if Roger Ayers, who who is the person that got refs sent home and perhaps got BCU in trouble with contract tracing, if he worked any of these games in Richmond. Because um, if he didn't, then we've got a, then that's another issue. Because as as Isaac and many others have said, uh, VCU had VCU and St. Bonaventure had to travel to Dayton, uh, and of course there there are there were potential hazards with that. You know somebody somebody could have even got it then, and it might not have shown up till now. Who the hell knows? Well, no, I mean that that's the thing. Doug Hines, Roger Ayers, Roger Ayers admitted that he was the guy that got COVID. He was admitted. He admitted he was the guy that got COVID. And what I'm doing now is I'm going through every game. All right. Well, here we go. Roger Ayers has worked at least one A10 game. He worked George Mason versus George Washington on March the fourth. That's interesting. So Roger Ayers worked March fourth. He worked one of the games. That's rather interesting. Let's see here. He in now we're now we're on to March fifth, which is uh, Roger. And by the way, that was the Robin Center, so he was not at the Seagull Center working that game. 
So let's see here. So obviously, I mean, and he certainly wouldn't have had COVID at that point, I don't think. I mean, it's possible he could have, but but I doubt it. I, I doubt he would have had it at that point. Uh, so let's see here. None of the games on Friday. None of the games on Friday. And so now that takes us to the semifinals on Saturday. Uh, sorry. God bless. I'm just, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It, this is just so hard to take. So the, the point is, Roger Ayers worked one game in the tournament as of now until the final. He didn't work. He only worked the one first round game. Well, and that's Doug Iastat. We don't know if, we don't know what happened with the Bonnies. I know this. All their main players played, so nobody got injured as far as I know. Nobody got put out like Georgia Tech. They passed their contract tracing. Uh, whatever, you know, I, I'm wondering about that too. I'm wondering about that too. But okay, so Roger Ayers, the guy in question, worked one. He worked one tournament game uh, in Richmond out of all of them. That was, that was the second round game at the Robin Center against... George Mason versus George Washington. That was it. He didn't work another game. So, you know, that's that is um so the question is you're in Richmond, everybody's tested. You you're you're doing your covid protocols there. Why not just finish the tournament there? Yes, there is a concern that the long layoff could hurt, and I understand all that. But Bernadette McLeod has got to understand something. The revenue that the A-10 generates from men's basketball is is a lion's share of their revenue. I, I would hope that she knows that. So when teams get in the tournament, you need them to get in the tournament. You need them to do well. First, her decision possibly leaves us with two teams in the tournament instead of three. Keep St. Louis from maybe making the tournament in combined with other other issues like the you know Oregon State and Georgetown winning the tournaments when they weren't supposed to. Um. I'll get to that in a minute, Isaiah. I don't. I'm not ready to discuss that yet. I want to get through this. And now, it looks like because of the decision she made to move it to Dayton, for reasons I don't think any of us can understand. I suppose it could have been television. I suppose they could have had more fans in Dayton, so it's more money. You've now screwed yourself out of any chance of any team advancing and getting more money for the conference, which is money out of the pockets of everybody in the conference, not just VCU. And that, I, I'm telling you, I really don't think Bernadette McGlade should have this job on Monday. I think she should be handing her resignation in on Monday, and if she isn't, she should be out. Because this is a disaster for the conference, not just VCU, for the conference. This is serious money that's not going in to the, to the athletic departments of however, have 14 different institutions. This is a disaster for everybody. And I am very unhappy about it. I didn't think anything could be worse than no tournament last year. Lee, good question, Lee. My guess is we get first round money and that's it. We get whatever we got for making the tournament, that's it. Because we didn't pull out before Tuesday. But of course, isn't that interesting? Now let me now let me here's another question. Oop, sorry. If you're one of the teams that was sitting on the sidelines and you find out that 48 hours ago a team tested positive but they couldn't pull out, you couldn't drop in, that's pretty tough too. If you're Louisville 
or St. Louis, especially St. Louis, and you could have you could have been put in you could have been put into the tournament. There's that. I mean, we would have been livid. It would have been terrible. But let's be honest, if there was no way, according to Marion County, for us to clear protocols and we tested positive on a Wednesday or a Thursday, then frankly, you could have had another team here at moment's notice. Because look, those St. Louis and Louisville St. Louis was playing in the NIT. So they had to go into a bubble. And they and they had to go through tests. So they could have they could have been here at a moment's notice, as a for instance, or one of these other schools in the NIT could have been here at a moment's notice. So here's another question for the NCAA. Why did it have to be Tuesday? Why, when the tournament's not starting till Friday, could it have been Friday? And I ask that because who knows? What would have happened if St. Louis got in? Maybe they would have lost whatever. But it would have at least given the A-10 a chance to get somebody into round two other than St. Bonaventure, who unfortunately lost today. I don't know. But Bernadette McGlade, you screwed this up. You didn't. There was, as far as I know, there was no any, there was no sort of conference-wide guidance to try to get games played. Yes, I know there are different local things different schools in different states with different rules, but you could have come up with something so that we didn't have as many games taken off. You then messed with the schedule for no apparent reason. We were going until March 6th. We were going to play the tournament the next weekend. You messed with that. You didn't give us an answer why. You didn't give anybody a reason why. You put in this situation where we have to go from one city to the other with a week in between, and it appears for now, and again, we may, this may be proven different, that that decision put a team in jeopardy to get to, to have positive tests and end up on the wrong side of the, on the wrong side of the protocols and out. So frankly, Bernadette McGlade, you've cost every member institution a lot of money. You've cost the A10 an opportunity for more prestige. You've hurt the conference badly. You should be out of this. You should be out of this job. You you cannot stay in this job as far as I'm concerned. Maybe the facts will maybe as we get more facts, if we get more facts. And that's the other thing. I'm going to say it again. This we can't reveal too much because of because uh, of uh, privacy rules. Uh uh-uh. uh. No no no. Well, Doug Hines, that's an interesting point about vaccinating all. The problem is, in most states. There is a there is a line, and right now the people, the people that are in line, are the people with comorbidities, over a certain age, whatever. I don't want to cut the line, and I say this as somebody that can't that can't cut the line in Florida, and I wouldn't want to anyway. And I really don't think you you would you want our, our, our young players to cut the line. Here's the question: Could the NCAA could the conferences have made a better effort to get people who were, who have comorbidities or over a certain age vaccinated so that we could go ahead with this and not have this situation? That's a good question. Uh, we do need an investigation, Isaac. I totally agree with you. Why can't we play Oregon tomorrow? We could, but you could argue that that would not be fair on Oregon or VCU. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry, Doug. I didn't realize you were being sarcastic. 
So there's all these issues swirling around, but the commissioner's got to answer some questions now, and she's got to explain why these things were changed. Because right now, that looks like the reason that VCU ended up in this situation and ended up out of the tournament without getting a chance to play. That is not good. Now let's deal with Bones Highland because I, I was seeing the talk in the, uh, in, the, in the chat here. So let's deal with Bones Highland. Um, Bones Highland, if he leaves, he leaves. Uh, the problem is this was a grand showcase for him. He's got some very good tape. I would, I would argue that his last tape, his very last tape, which was the St. Bonaventure game, was not very good. Um, who the heck knows if he's coming back? Um, is he gone? Maybe. Doug says he is. I know Isaac feels that he, that he is. I think others will feel that he is. Uh, if he gets a promise, if he gets a promise. Uh, transfer, maybe. Why, again, why? I mean, who the heck, who the heck knows? I, I if he transfers, that would be odd. I think that would be odd, but who the heck knows? Here's what I will say. This is a pretty good. This team has shown, granted in a small sample size, but this team did show that it was a pretty good team without him. New players are going to come in. Hopefully, they're going to be pretty good. Who the heck knows? Uh, I really hope Bones doesn't transfer. If he leaves and goes to the NBA, I wish him all the best. If that's the decision he makes, he's got my 100% support, and he's got my thanks for an absolutely outstanding career here. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about all that. I mean, Bones, it's going it's to be an interesting decision for Bones. I think for somebody like Bones Highland, the question is, does he want to be a late first rounder or does he want to have a shot at maybe a lottery pick? Because one thing we know, a strong NCAA tournament run can turn a lot of players into a lottery pick. Some that you wouldn't think would be anywhere near lottery picks. Uh, I'm trying to remember the kid for Syracuse when they went to the, when they went to the national final. And I think it was 97 and they got crushed in the national file. But their guy, John, I think it was John Wallace, was nowhere on anybody's draft board and went from nowhere to going right up to um right up to right up into the late lottery. Um mm. Stockard, uh he said he's I think he wants to come back and I hope he does come back because again, you know, he he's he's been a very useful player at times. I think at times there's been some frustrations with how he's been played. And how he's been used in his minutes, but I, I do think I do think he's decent. Uh, but Bones Highland, if he transfers, I'm going to be disappointed. But if he goes to the NBA, Bones, thank you, thank you for two wonderful years. Thank you for this year. Thank you for, and that's the other thing. In all of this, let us remember this: preseason, ninth place team. Mitch McGuire said it in our group today, and he's absolutely right. Preseason, ninth place team. Ended up a, a cat's whisker away from winning the regular season championship. Ended up in the conference final. Got an NCAA at-large bid, deservedly. Did a great job all season. VCU did. Very proud of them. Only had one COVID pause until now. Did a great job. Uh, so we've got we've to take that, and we've got to try, even though it's going to be very hard to do it now, we've got to try to remember that and celebrate that. 
But this sucks. And yeah, Isaac Arthur Ham, Bernadette McGlade's going to have to answer some questions. And there's got to be a lot of transparency, or she's not the only one that's got to go. Because this is this is this is the worst damn nightmare. Again, as bad as last year was losing the entire tournament, to be the team that gets kicked out, possibly the only team that gets kicked out, um, uh, it's hard to take. It is hard to take. But uh, see, Isaac, that wasn't our fault. The Tennessee tourney wasn't our fault because we got to play in, in, in South Dakota and play in that tournament. LSU wasn't our fault either. They canceled on us. The only time we canceled a game that was our fault was the Davidson game at home. So VCU did a really good job. They only had the one week off. And, even then, and of course, when we were getting ready to play Davidson at home, then they had the COVID pause and we couldn't do it. But this is awful. This is absolutely awful. And again, maybe all the protocols were followed and, and it's just horrible, awful, terrible, bad, awful luck. But it doesn't feel that way right now. And and um, and again, we need as much transparency as possible without violating HIPAA. That can be done. The answers we're getting right now are not enough. And the A-10 commissioner has some real questions she needs to answer. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, she's got to explain herself and she's got to explain these decisions. She shouldn't be in this job on Monday. She should be get, she should be getting uh the, the something that always made me laugh when they did in Australian rules football. They somebody had a segment called "Don't Come Monday," when when players would make a terrible mistake. But this is a disaster, and and VCU fans out there, I I don't want to advocate violence, but I have to say this: anybody that tells you, oh well, you know, they would have probably not got further than round two, club them over the head with a blunt instrument, because you don't know what would have happened. Yeah, VCU was probably not going to win the national title, but you'd have no idea. You have no idea what was going to happen. All right, Isaiah, since you brought it up, because one of my friends and I have been arguing back and forth, do we have to leave the A-10 because of this? Is the A-10 a terrible league? The answer to this is no. Because you can be mad at the A-10 right now, but you have to understand something. Right now, there are only three leagues that are basketball first with no football. That are good enough, that are, that are and, and there may be others, but there's only three that I know of. The Big East, the Atlantic 10, and the Western Athletic who have, may get football back. Isaiah is saying go to the American Athletic. The American Athletic has football. Football comes first in the American Athletic and basketball comes second. Having been in a conference where that happened and where it hurt the conference badly, no. I do not want to go to a conference that has football. I don't. Because VCU's interests and VCU's and, 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 and the interests of the best sport, that, of the most important sport that they have, will go by the wayside. Big East would be great, Isaac, but we don't fit the profile right now. They haven't invited a school that's like ours, a commuter school like ours with a huge with a huge bunch of people. That would be awesome. It would be great to be in the Big East. Um, the AAC, no. I don't want to be in the AAC. Number one, it's not a better league than this one. Not right now. It might be eventually, 
It's not a better league than this one right now. Number two, it has football. And so everything they're going to do is going to be about football. We saw what happened in the Colonial when that happened. They brought in a bunch of programs that weren't very good at the time. And those programs were anchors on the conference and cost the conference at large bids. Think about Drexel. Think about uh, William and Mary. Think about some of the other ones that did not make turn. No, it doesn't, Isaac. That's wrong, Isaiah. That is wrong. That is dead wrong. The AAC is not that much better than the A-10. It is not. It is not. They got what? Two teams in this year, right? Houston and Wichita State. I think that's it. Memphis was, 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 uh, no. Memphis, Memphis hasn't been good since, Memphis hasn't been that good since Calipari left. Houston, Houston had about 30 years of nothing until Kelvin Sampson showed up. And let's remember something. Penny, Kelvin Sampson, both of them have had, both of them either are, have had, or probably will have NCAA issues somewhere down the line. So I'm not having that. And the rest of that league, Wichita State, we'll see where they go. They got in the tournament this year, luckily. But Greg Marshall's gone. Who knows if they can sustain the success they have? Who knows if they can do that? Greg Marshall was very integral to that. Who knows if Isaac Brown can sustain that? They got one of my favorite coaches, Ron Hunter, at Tulane. But Tulane hasn't been good since Perry Clark was there. That was a long time ago. I'm telling you, it's 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 not a better league. And right now is what matters. Right now is what matters. Wichita State has an interim coach who I assume is going to be permanent. Who knows if he's good? Calvin Sampson's doing a great job at Houston, but Calvin Sampson's had NCAA issues before. We'll see. Temple Temple was a good one, but let's be honest. Since John Cheney retired, I think they have one tournament win, maybe two. You know, who knows with this new guy? Fran Dunphy just retired. Who knows if this new guy is going to get him good? They struggled this year. That conference, you know, Cincinnati was on its ass this year. Yeah, well, wait a minute, Stephen. Temple was joining the new Big East, which became the AAC. Um, No, it's not a matter of that, Isaiah. There, there is not, you cannot give me you really can't give me in terms of depth that the that the AAC is a better league than the A10. It's not. It's not. And again, it has football which takes precedence, which takes precedence. And you do not want to be a school with no football in a league where football takes precedence. We've already had that experience. That's why we're in the A10 in the first place. Believe even in its expanded geographics, I think if the Colonial had prioritized basketball over football, I think we'd still be there. The reason we're in the A-10 is that they didn't, and the A-10 does. Now, it's not irrelevant, Isaiah. It's not. The the Colonial became an objectively worse conference because they wanted football. So it is relevant to this conversation. And American Athletic, I'm sure they'd want us because we're a very good basketball program. But again, would we be any better off than there? Um, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. I'm looking at this objectively. 
I'm looking at what happened to us in the Colonial and why we left, and I'm looking at the landscape. The AAC is not a better league than this one that we're in right now. I think ours could be improved, honestly. Uh, In some ways, there are some schools that shouldn't be in the A-10 that are, like Fordham. Fordham was used to be in the Patriot League. That's really where they should be, but they're not there. And, And there are some schools that are in the Colonial, like College of Charleston, that I wish was in the A-10 right now. Um, well, I don't want football at VCU because our Title IX would be so screwed and the rest of our programs would be negatively affected. That's why I don't want football at VCU, if that's the question you're asking. Uh, and, of course, as Doug rightly says, there are other sports that go with this decision. I don't want to go to the AAC. I don't want to go to the AAC. Uh, we, I, I don't think it's a better league. I would love to go to the Big East. Um, there have always been rumors about the Big East going to 12. And those rumors center around St. Louis and Dayton, to be honest, which unfortunately kind of fit the, pro, the Big East profile more than VCU does. But who knows? The Big East made it. VCU's a good enough program that they, that they decide they might take the better program. Because let's be honest, they're, they're, VCU's certainly the better program than St. Louis. They may not be the better program than Dayton, but of course they've got the Final Four run and Dayton has it. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, the reason VCU could have a chance to get in the Big East is that technically it would expand the footprint. It would be slight, but it would expand expand it. <sighs> so we're all frustrated. We're bitter and disappointed. But one thing is clear. We are not getting enough information on this, and we deserve more. We deserve more. Uh, one of the other final thoughts is Roger Ayers, you shouldn't be working in this industry again. You getting this, you getting this disease because you didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't take the precautions you were supposed to knowing full damn well what could happen. You, you can't be, you cannot be a college referee anymore as far as I'm concerned. You cannot be. Uh, I do not want to see Roger Ayers refereeing games next year. I will be very disappointed about that. And Bernadette McLean, you need to answer some questions, and I mean you need to answer all of them. Uh, Or you can get out as well. Uh, A season recap? I don't know. I don't know. Um, It's it's worth thinking about. I'll be honest, uh, I would like... um, I don't know. I'm mean, I, I'm thinking a pod for the VCU women's game on Monday because what what why the heck not? I don't know, but whatever. Um, this is um, uh, no. I know that I know that Isaac. I know they all got they Roger and TV Teddy Valentine, who's another terrible ref that should never ref a game again. They all got they all went to Steakhouse and they all got contract c- tracing, but. We don't know if they got it there or he had it earlier. Like he could have had it when he did, when he did the A ten game. So, um, you know that's the problem with this is we it's hard to pinpoint when exactly people get this thing. Yeah, no, I know, and it's school presidents that have to do it. But I mean, again, school presidents are going to feel this pinch. Athletic directors are feeling this pinch. And if and if and if I'm a school president, and my athletic par- department's going to be out a lot of money because of this, I think that's that's something that might be worth calling 
calling Bernadette McGlade on the carpet floor and getting some questions out of her, getting some trying to get some answers out of her about this. No, I mean, uh, oh, I don't even want, I don't even want to get into whole COVID, whether it's overblown or all that other stuff. That's that's for another place, another time. I don't want to go into it. But this stinks. It feels like we've been shafted. It's frustrating that St. Bonaventure got to play and we didn't. If if the if if as, as we're speculating here, the referee that's put us in contract tracing trouble would have put them in contract tracing trouble. Um I'm disappointed. So is everybody at VCU. The players have got to be devastated. It's awful for them. Uh, they don't deserve this because they played a hell of a season and they did very well not to get, not to, to you know, to follow the protocol, protocols and not have, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven week pause. Iona. Who, who lost to the tournament today had a 56 day pause, which doesn't even seem possible. You know, St. Louis had six weeks. They had 40-some days without it. We didn't have to go through that, which is great. You know, ended up playing, what, 25, 26 games this year. But to not get, to not get a freaking, not to get a chance to, to play it is just beautiful. It's just brutal, I should say. And um, now we wait. We, we can, we, we will, we'll speculate about Bones and what's going to have it, what's going to happen to us. We're going to speculate about Bones, what's going to happen to him, them. And we will wait for October with bated breath because whatever happens, whether Bones stays or goes, whatever else happens, uh, this is still a team with a lot of potential even next year. And if Bones comes back, ooh, boy. Next, next season can't get here in here soon enough. Soon enough. So this is, uh, this is tough. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's watched these all season, watched these uh, videos. I want to thank everybody that's listened uh, to Rams Rewind all season. If you are listening, rate, review, subscribe, share it, tell your friends. I have no idea if we're going to do another one of these or not. I have to admit, the one doing one for the VCU women, especially now that we don't get a VCU men's game in the tournament, sounds like a really good idea. At least I switched off of work so I could watch the VCU women's game on Monday. God, I, I can't even imagine how I'd feel if I couldn't watch that game after this happened. Um, I'm going to cross my I'm going to cross, let's all cross our fingers and toes that we don't have any players leave or transfer, leave to the NBA or transfer, because that would stink. Because I really want to see this team run it back because they are really good and they could be really even much better next year. So... Well, I'm glad you're going to get blackout drunk. I have to work tomorrow, so I can't even do that. But I'll probably get blackout drunk. I'll probably get drunk tomorrow tomorrow night after work because it's terrible. So, yes. Uh, so, let's uh, yeah, let's wish the VCU women luck on Monday against Indiana. Go Rams because you're, you're representing us all now in San Antonio. Give them a holy hell. We're all cheering. We're all behind you and rooting for you like crazy. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, everybody who's listened to this all season. I, I'm I'm not taking it great, Isaiah. I'm taking this is about as well as I can take it, and I'm and I'm struggling because normally there'd be 70, 70 50, 11 cuss words coming out and all that. But uh, since I'm also doing a pod, I can't I can't do that. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching all season. Thank you for for commenting on these recaps. Those of you in the fan group that do, I really appreciate it. I love talking about basketball with all you guys. Uh, and until next time, whenever that is, 
Thank you very much. I'll talk to you all later. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.